0: smile on my face i realized that i was covered by your grace
1: good morning everybody good day we are the men of encouragement and we are glad that you are joining us today
0: I am true to love. Yes, love. You wrap your arms around me and let me feel your touch. That's why I'm in love with you. I just want to see that
1: your love. Uh-huh. It
0: makes me makes me want to death.
1: Yeah. Welcome to Minute Encouragement Podcast. We appreciate you all for tuning in. It's one of them songs that make you feel real good. <laughs> and right now we're talking about God's love, God, Your love, God, Your love makes me wanna, makes me wanna dance.
0: Yes, Lord. That I am truly love, that I'm breathing really love. And I got a feeling that what we had will stand the just the time. I know it'll last. Because I realize yeah, that I am truly love.
1: Yes, yes, you are truly loved. Let's go and let that play out.
0: I just want to say,
1: Hey, say your love, <laughs> God's love. It makes me, it I hope makes you me feel that. God's love should make you want to dance. So your love, it makes me, makes me want to
0: dance. Yeah, yeah.
1: welcome to welcome to the men of encouragement podcast i'm your host your co-host brother q and hold on i gotta get this (laughs) i'm not done with the song yet (laughs) y'all you know what i mean and shout out to everybody who loves jesus Uh uh-huh when i think of your goodness and your mercy lord And do you have a dance? Do you have a Jesus dance? Everybody should have a dance for the Lord. (laughs) It should look a little different than the one from the club. Let me just tell you that. (laughs) Give him your all, y'all. I'm looking forward to this conversation today.
2: I can't help it. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Hey. brother dixon what's good with you
2: man life is good you know just uh filled with a lot of stuff going on you know i know the country is burning up i think the world is burning up sure it's pretty hot all over the place
1: no doubt no doubt yeah. but we
2: got it good up here in the northwest
1: yeah, yeah. If you have never been to uh, Portland, Oregon, depending on where you are watching this, you got to come up here, uh, especially during the summer. If you're on the uh, in Texas or, you know, in Arizona or, or Nevada, um, this is definitely um, sometimes 20 degrees cooler than wherever you're at without the humidity. Um, so I just want to just, again, just, you know, welcome everybody to the show, the Mid of Encouragement podcast. Um, the men of Encouragement podcast came from an inspiration, um, just as, as something that I believe as men and women of God, uh, something that we are to just do, which is to encourage one another. And that will look different in, you know, at different times and, um, in different forms. Um, but today, you know, we are on a podcast to hopefully encourage you and to, uh, you know, and to love on you a little bit. And, um, today we also have, um, you know, my, my, my co-host, um, Brother Dixon, he's a,
2: a faithful servant. Brother Dixon, how are you doing this day? Man, you know, all is well. You know, just getting prepared for activities coming up, especially today and next week. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, today's, um, you know, last week, you know, last time we, we talked to you all about, um, you know, we talked about love. Um, We talked about patient love and um, that conversation in so many ways will continue on, you know, in our conversations today. Um, But today, the the conversation we're going to be talking about is betrayal. And are you worshiping Judas or Jesus? We're going to get into that. Are you worshiping Judas or Jesus? And, you know, the um, you know, the the backdrop to this question is, you know, we all go through things. We all go through things and, um, you know, what we focus our minds on and what we how we govern ourselves oftentimes are you know, predicated by you know, our life experiences. And, um, and I want to go to um, I want to go to a scripture real quick, because um, actually, I'll, I'll come back to it. Are you worshiping Judas or are you worshiping Jesus? And so my question to us is, you know, is are you more focused on and have you governed yourself around the things that have harmed you in your life? and one of the things that will wound us and cut us deep is betrayal and conversely and conversely um i ask are you or are you worshiping jesus because god is love he is uh, our healer and our protector and so oftentimes we might be giving our attention and time you know to the uh to the opposition to the betrayer, the person who betrayed you. And some of us who can be in Christ can have, be begrudging and have given ourselves and our time and govern our life and put around boundaries and put things up to protect ourselves from connection, from being able to, you know, and being able to be an ambassador of God, being able to exchange and, and to love one another openly and freely as one should who is in Christ. And so the question today about betrayal, because you know, Brother Dixon, a lot of men, you know, oftentimes we meet one another, we're real slow to being able to open, you know, open ourselves up to a relationship and to be engaging to one another. And we have these guards up because things have happened in our lives. And so, um, you know, and I also feel like if that's just you know, like a model that you have, um, you know, it keeps us from it keeps us from knowing one another and being able to connect. So Um, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts about Judas? I know, um, you know, Judas in the Bible was someone that portrayed Jesus. And I have, I have a scripture here. It's, um, I believe it's Matthew 27, um, verses three and four, just a little backdrop to, to who, uh, Judas is for anyone that's not knowing. Then Judas, the betrayer, seeing that he had, had been condemned was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. And so I, um, I bring this verse up because even the betrayer um, who crosses you um, doesn't live well. You know what I mean in their hearts and spirits, and there's and there's things that will, like Judas was condemned, and so I just wanted to kind of have a conversation about that because I think on both sides, like no one is walking the earth, you know, not have sinned and not have crossed someone, and and um and a lot of times we're looking at trying to protect ourselves from all the people that have hurt us, and then there's you know, have we really thought about ourselves and how, you know, we have maybe um been the betrayer, but more importantly you know what's in our heart is really governing ourselves and in our relationships so um yeah so what are your thoughts about um the story of Judas and the betrayal and how betrayal can really govern you know govern relationships and, and govern the way that you think
2: well i think one of the things that um people don't think about is that jesus who is God knows everything. God knows everything. And so you have to ask the question of Jesus knew when he asked Judas to be a disciple that he was going to betray him. So to me, that's deeper than anything else is that you would go to someone who, you know, that's going to betray you to be a part of you, to be a part of your circle to, to eat, to dine, to sleep, to be intimate with, knowing that that person is going to betray you. Now, that's some serious love dealing with that. And Jesus did not get upset and pissed off about being betrayed betrayed by him. In fact, you know, he, he walked up to him and kissed him because the, 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 the indicator of who Jesus was was by a kiss. And he came up and kissed him. And then Jesus... You know, spoke very kindly to him and everything else about knowing that what he was going to do and how he did it. And the Bible says that the goodness of the Lord yeah. will cause a man to repent. And 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 what happened was that the goodness of Jesus and his love for him was so overwhelming to Judas that he repented. To the point where he was remorseful about what he did. Yeah. And you know, he was willing to take his own life as a result of that, you know. So, so to me, that's that's the most serious part of that. And once again, we're talking about that's godly, that's Jesus. That's how Jesus dealt with betrayal. Um, you know, some other words for betrayal, you know, I know another word that a lot of people like to use is is backstabbing. Yeah people, you know, backstab you, um, disappoint you,
1: um,
2: and it brings about some emotions that are very, you know, several emotions, because first of all, you know, anger, anger definitely is involved in that. You know, when you are betrayed, you know, you're angry, but then also people are very hurt, the pain, you yeah. know, and... Um, I asked her to put my scripture up um, in Psalms, in the book of Psalms, Psalms 55, 12 through 14. And uh, it says, For it is not an enemy, and you can say reproach or who betrays you. Then, you know, if it was an enemy, you could bear your enemy. And nor, nor if the person who hates you and exhausts himself against you you know you you can pretty much you know hide from them and it won't be that much of a problem for you under those circumstances but when it's you my friend my buddy my equal my companion my acquaintance yeah okay who who I have been together and it says we counsel together and and walked in the same house of the lord when it's when it was you who did that then the pain becomes very, very unbearable. It becomes very unbearable. So, and it's interesting with Judas is that he was a disciple. Yep. He was a disciple. He walked, talked, and did everything like the other disciples did with Jesus. And yet, if we have somebody like that who's really close in our inner circle, it could be our spouse, it could be, it could be, you know, our, our, our siblings, you know, it could even be our parents. Um, You know, it can be, you know, our number one ace-cum-boom. And if one of those people betray us or disappoint us, then the pain goes a lot deeper. And so the question is, how do we overcome that? How do we overcome that kind of hurt and that kind of pain? And, you know, my answer always is that you need supernatural help. Yeah, because yeah. you can't do it naturally, yeah, and supernatural comes from God,
1: yeah. You know, the um, I mean, I th- this conversation, I think, too, uh, Brother Dixon is about you know, how are we responding? And I think oftentimes we're responding, we're responding in our you know, our natural you know, way and not you know, not the supernatural way. And so, you we talk about like Judas was riding with Jesus, they're you know, they were doing traveling, uh, you know the gospel was going out, right? You know, they were serving people. They spent a lot of time together. These men were really close to one another. And for Jesus to even kiss him, that still shows like a, you know, a form of endearment. Like this person was really close. And it's just so like important. Like, you know, when you look at the relationships that you have that are really close and some were born into these relationships, you talk about the mother and the father and it's these folks who are really close to you. And these are the people that, you know, doesn't matter what race, ethnicity, no matter what country you're in on this earth. Those are most likely the highest probability of where the instance of betrayal and hurt come from are from the inner circle. And
2: uh, yeah, yeah. Well, ha- having been in the education system, mm-hmm. many students are either fatherless or motherless or. Uh, uh, you know gave up for the adoption or what have you they are very seriously hurt and feel betrayed by their parents their mother and father for giving them up okay when they see other kids who have their mother and fathers and they made it very difficult for them to go on dealing with that hurt and that pain of abandonment and feeling rejection rejected and so it makes it very, very difficult for those kids. So it kind of goes along with what you're saying right now. So for your parents. And then from there, that's the, that's the start, because there's nothing greater than a mother and a father. And, and, and we've had a lot of fathers, because we know a lot of fathers have done a lot of damage in this country, you know, to, to their kids by not being there for them. Yeah. But when you don't have a mother, when mother give you up, and then that's just, I mean, that's just unbearable. Yeah, you know, I think it's good to
1: um, have this conversation because I think, you know, uh, a lot of us, are, you know, we're getting older and we're able to live through a lot of stuff. Um, but I just wonder, like, if if you sat back and you thought about who is the Judas in your life and what is the Judas in your life? Because if you're going through something right now and it's been troubling, it's been hard to, you know, uh, just get going and you don't feel whole, you know, spending some time in meditation and spending some time with God and just finding out in your heart, like, is there a Judas in my life? (laughs) You know, some betrayer that's in my, in my heart. And, and it's good for us to be able to go back and be able to find those things because we've talked about trauma on the show and, you know, and it's really easy for us to just go on to another day and another year. And we're not doing this assessment to finding out what, what's really troubling us because with the, um, with our relationships in this part, you know, this part of the relationship of, um, you know, this portrayal and how, you know, how deep this cuts and how painful it is. We need to identify what were those, you know, um, moments have happened and situations have happened, um, so that we can give those things over to God. And, uh, and I think that, um, we all have a Judas (laughs) and, um, And that Judas, you know, you know, all isn't well always with that Judas either. Um, But the 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 reason why I ask, are we worshiping Judas? Are we you know, do we have this thing deep down in our heart that is paining us that we keep coming back to that? We keep building a wall and a shelter to protect ourselves from Judas. Or, you know, are we worshiping Jesus, the one who would who would never hurt us? who loves us and who can defend us from all opposition and things that can hurt us. And the only healing, the only thing only thing that can heal the heart completely is is the love of the love of God. And so I um just really wanted to kind of like have a deep look at our hearts because you know, it's been common knowledge, you know what I mean? Like, you know, with brothers especially um you know, if you cross a brother, it's a wrap. Like some people have died over it. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, you, you know, they will to this day, 20, 30 years later. I mean, I've seen stuff on social media where there were grown men, elderly fighting, you know, over something that was, you know, happened, you know, years ago. And we know wars are still being fought, you know, over things that are, you know, over begrudgings, But betrayal is something that we got to do something about it if it's in our heart because if we're if we're operating in our natural you know natural reaction and response um we're actually you know we're actually feeding into that thing and so you know my my hope my hope is is that we could um you know that we can just call those things out and um and allow God to be able to heal our hearts around
2: betrayal. well <clears throat> you asked about uh, the Judas in our life and and betrayal and things like that and um you know, I, I think there's very—it's very difficult to go through this life without being offended, uh, without having someone betray you, um, and and primarily, as you just mentioned, we have to always constantly work every single day um, to grow and learn and to utilize supernatural. Love to overcome, because we're talking about we need Jesus to overcome Judas, and Jesus was our role model. Once again, Jesus chose Judas, so so he let you know that you're not trying, you're not supposed to be trying to avoid Judas. You know, you're not you're not trying to uh, escape him, get away from him, and then. Even more important, he's saying that you are supposed to love them. Yeah. Okay. And then one of the most difficult things we have in doing this one difficult thing is forgiving. Yeah. So, 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 so Jesus forgave Judas before he chose him.
1: Yeah.
2: Now, just think about that. Jesus chose Judas knowing that he was going to betray him and he forgave him before he chose him, knowing that he was going to betray him. Now, how many of us, number one, have known the Judas before they was getting ready to be Judas? (laughs) And then once we found out that they were Judas, how many of us have been delivered from Judas and have forgiven Judas, Yeah, you know? How many of us have still been caught in that hurt and that pain and, and that wound that we got from Judas and it has an impact on our life and the way we live today, how we react to other peoples, how we have relationships, how we deal with all those different types of things that it's us that has to go on and live and be able to be delivered from it, not Judas. Yeah. Judas is going to get what Judas is going to get but it's us who has to live have to breathe and have to you know have our relationships with other people and so we need to be delivered from that we need to know what what really offended us so much about Judas what why do why do we get hurt so much by the persons who are the closest to us and as scripture talks about the person who are the furthest away from us, we are not hurt as much by them it doesn't say that we still not hurt by them but we're still hurt we're hurt by betrayal disappointment when we don't have certain things go our way why are we so hurt by those things that causes us not to function shut down get depressed what do we think about ourselves for that to take place what is happening
1: uh, you know you you don't have control Right. Like, I believe that there's a um, when these things have have happened, it just creates a a mess, you know, in you. And I think, you know, when you have the relationship with God, with Jesus Christ, it's like, you know, it should empower you. You know, it shouldn't it should empower you. It, sh- it should be something that, you know, when you look at the scripture, you know, it should be something to be able to um just to be a covering over you because what happens when you have like this it gives you know betrayal is going to create anxiety you know what i mean because you're wondering you're looking over your shoulder and you're wondering in every relationship and every you know business transaction you know and every you know new thing is there's something else that's going to happen right that's going to be negative and bring these things into you and so our hearts are not even in the right posture for even god to be able to like pour into us because he said he didn't give us the spirit of fear right and so one of the things that um, um that I believe in is that you know I, I've been betrayed, like to the worst degrees, at least for me, <laughs> and um and I've learned that you don't put your trust in, in man. We always have our trust in God. It's like when you know even you, brother Dixon, I trust God in you. Amen. You know what I mean? I Amen. trust the God in you because what Amen. you know what's going to happen is, is you're not going to be perfect and there's going to be some stuff. You're going to be out of tune. I'm going to be out of tune. But I pray that you will trust, you know, trust God and know who God is and not necessarily me, the man. Right. And so it's even, you know, conversations you've had about, you know, there are, you know, churches and preachers and pastors and things that people have put their trust in them and been betrayed. Right. Um, this scripture is one that, you know, resonates with me. Psalms 146.3. Do not trust in princes in mortal man in whom there is no salvation. Help. So the very first thing that you do when you're in a situation, and if you're seemingly alone as well, it should go to the father. Always. If you're married, yeah, Yeah. you're you're married, you go to the you go to the father. So always have God first. Seek first. That's Matthew 6:33. Seek first the kingdom. And oftentimes, because of validation and because what we think of love and relationships, we're this friend, this person that we've known for so long. Right? We went to school together, we played ball together, you know, we had this business together. And how many times, you know, history has told us that, you know, some people, some things are gonna go away, awry. And so I say. Posturing your heart to be always trusting God. This will help to take take us out of this discomfort of
2: from what happened with with betrayal. Yeah. Well, I mean, expectation is an issue. See, you only can be hurt when you expected something and it didn't happen. Yeah. So you have to be careful for what you expect. Okay. And so it's very difficult to be betrayed when you didn't expect. You know something to be uh, what it wasn't. Right. Um, the Bible says to not trust, as you just said, in man. The Bible only says in Proverbs three, five, and six. In fact, that's my favorite scripture. Proverbs three, five, and six is my favorite scripture, and it says trust in the Lord with all your heart, and then and lean not to your own and understanding. <laughs> and then it says in all your ways. How many?
1: Oh, brother! Oh.
2: Yeah, not some of your ways. You can't be cherry picking. So you can't. And so in all your ways, it says to acknowledge Him. So anything that comes up, you acknowledge Him. You say, "What does the Word say about it?" That's where I got. Where What does the Word say about it? Because yeah. when something comes up, I want to acknowledge Him. I want to seek first what What does God say about it? What is His point of view about it? Okay. So in all His way, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. And then it says he will direct your path. Right. And so in a class that I have taught several years, biblical counseling class, BC1, I opened the class by asking three questions. And I think I may have mentioned this to you before. The question is, have you ever been tricked, fooled or deceived? And see, this comes to the betrayal thing, you know, because if you have been tricked Food or deceived as a result of being, and how did you feel after you got tricked, fooled, or deceived? Right. See, because that's that's part of the betrayal that, that causes the the, the the feelings and the anxiety, the anger, the frustration, the, the lack of trust. I'm not gonna do this anymore. Having a lot of times, you know, because with men and women, you know, a lot of women don't trust men because of that, right? You know, and, and so a lot of men are under the under the gun. With being able to go up to a woman that has gone through that because they're going to look at you the same way. Well, you know, he's going to try to deceive me because, you know, same way he e was deceived. OK, she was deceived in the garden. And so that. so the first question is, have you ever been tricked, fooled or deceived? Well, every single person has been tricked, fooled and deceived. The second question behind that is, will you ever be tricked, fooled or deceived again? <laughs> And when I ask that question, there are a whole lot of people that kind of of want to hesitate to say that they will ever be fooled, tricked, or deceived again. But for the most part, I get 100% on that one, too. So I get 100% people saying that they have been fooled, tricked, and deceived, and 100% saying that they will be fooled, tricked, and deceived again. Yeah. So the third question comes back to what you're talking about, and this is the reason why I give my favorite scripture. The third question is... If you have been fooled, tricked, and deceived, and you will be fooled, tricked, and deceived again, the question is how can you trust you? Mm -hmm. How can you trust you? Because Proverbs 28 and 26 says that anybody who trusts in themselves is a fool. Mm -hmm. Anybody that trusts in themselves is a fool. And so that leads me to my Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in the Lord. So, so since you've been fooled, tricked, and deceived, and you will be fooled, tricked, and deceived again, then you don't need to be trusting you. So who do you trust? You trust the Lord. Because the Lord will lead, guide, and direct your path because he can't be fooled, tricked, and deceived. Yeah. And another scripture that goes with that is, And it's most most dangerous to us as human beings is that there's a way that seems right. There's a way that seems right. Seems like it's dangerous. (laughs) There's a way that seems right to a man, to a man or woman. And that way that seems like it's the right way to go is the wrong way to go. And so we need to be led by the spirit to take us in the direction that we need to go in. And many of us don't want to trust God to do that. We want to trust ourselves, trust a man, trust somebody else. And now that's going to lead to disappointment. That's going to lead to betrayal. That's going to lead to all of those emotions that you're going to get as a result of that.
1: Man, man. So the uh, the betrayal, right? Today's show is about betrayal. Are you worshiping, uh, you know? The pain of betrayal or are you worshiping the love of jesus christ and um you know the one thing about betrayal when that person hurts you and it cuts so deep and you're like this is my mama this was my daddy and my brother and my best friend or my you know my maid of honor those those people are real close and they hurt you now one thing that we have not talked about is self-portrayal you yourself. You know what your faith was, what your faith is. You know how your mama raised you, your father told you. Um, you know what you tell your children. And um, you know what the word says. <laughs> and you, um, you betrayed yourself. And so when I, when I look at the, the scripture that I read about Judas and, and how he um, just mourned there's a mourning that happens over ourselves because of the, the mistakes that we've made the betrayal to ourselves and God is in us. And there's this conviction that's on our heart to, um, to, to give us an indication, you know, that there's, you know, that there's a right and a wrong, you know, there's a, there's a way, there's a stopper, there's a, you know, the red flag. And, um, and some of us, we haven't dealt, you know, in a healthy way, dealt with our own self portrayal because I just wonder like okay I think you know when you when I look at my son I look at myself growing up as a young boy you know you have this joy you see little kids you have this joy and they're going to school and they're learning they're energetic and all these things and then there's something that just something happens along the way teenage high school this portrayal and it's like the trajectory you know changes and so we have this time we were like we were free from this experience of being betrayed and heartbreak and those was wound. And I look back on that and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, um, wow, like that point of what you're doing to deal with that, you know, deal with those betrayals, that point of what you did to cope in your life, you know, the temptations that are in your life that you're going to have, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing. You know, raising children is knowing that temptations all around with drugs, alcohol, all these different things that we've made into lifestyles um, that are really, um, you know, some of our lifestyles are really conducive to depression. They're really conducive to keeping us uh, away from God and blocking us from, you know, um, the things that, you know, God has for us because we've made, you know, we've made, you know, the portrayer our idol. Right. We've made our mistakes our idol. Right. We've made all these different things, you know, an idol to where they they're getting all of our attention. They're getting all of our praise because we're talking about it over and over again. I said, where are you worshiping Judas? Are you, are we, you know, my trauma, this, all these things that have happening, are we, you know, are we just continuing and continuing to continue to just fester around these things that are, you know, that are, that are painful, but begrudgingly, One that's deep in the heart is the one that is the one that we've done to ourselves and ultimately the ones that we've done to God.
2: Well, if you're an unbeliever, you're kind of gonna get what you're gonna get.
1: (laughs) You're gonna leave them out there,
2: brother Dixon. You're gonna just leave don't leave them out there.
0: Yeah,
2: as a believer, (laughs) don't (laughs) align. As a believer, Romans 8 verse 1 Uh says that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. The devil's job is to get us to feel guilty, to make us feel ashamed, and make us feel condemned. You know that old saying, people say, now you need to be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Okay. Guilt, shame, and condemnation is all about the devil Satan, he wants us to feel bad. He wants us to feel good. Look what you did last night. You didn't keep the You didn't keep the law. You didn't keep the rule. You, you broke every rule. You wasn't loving people. I mean, you can go on and on and on. And that self condemnation can pop up each and every day. And it can linger. It can fester. It can deal with you dealing with before you got saved. Your PC days you start thinking about before you got saved, you know. And, and Paul says something very interesting. Paul said, I have shamed no man. I have done nothing. I have not, not done. It. And, and Paul was the biggest uh, crucifier and, and killer of the Jew of the, of the church and everything else. And he had the nerve to say that he didn't do all of that. And what he was saying was, Now that I have been saved, I am now a new creation. I have been born again. So born again, I have a clean slate born again, you have a clean slate. Otherwise, you couldn't get to heaven without a clean slate. Yeah. Okay. And so now we have to believe what God says about us versus what man or the enemy says about us. And we have spiritual warfare going on between what God says about us versus what people and the enemy says about us. And we will allow the enemy To mess our heads up about our past, what we did yesterday, what we haven't done, all of our imperfections and things like that. But the Bible says, in Christ, you're perfect. And so how do we wrap our minds around that, believe that, and live our life like that, working to become who he says we are? Because we're not going to be there until we're with him. But in the meantime, we are a work in progress. And we allow the Holy Spirit to change us. We allow the Holy Spirit to um, mold us and shape us into the fruit of the spirit of love, peace, joy, kindness, uh, happiness, goodness, um, you know, long suffering and and gentleness and and self-control, you know, all of those fruit of the spirit. You know, that we have to continue to keep to work on all the time. So, yes, self condemnation is a big thing, you know, because we feel guilty ourselves. And so now we talk about forgiveness. It's one thing to try to forgive others. But you have to forgive yourself first. And God has forgiven us since God has forgiven us. We have been forgiven. Done. So since we have been forgiven, that means that we are supposed to forgive ourselves. Now. People have a problem with, well, I'm not doing right And I'm not being right, and I'm not acting right Well, you don't get a chance to do that first In order for you to be saved You were saved first, and now you work out your salvation You're working out doing the good things that you need to do You work out becoming better, a better person You're working out, you know, to loving people uh, to to Because in order for you to overcome betrayal You have to forgive the betrayer You have to forgive the betrayer and when we hold on to it, we hold on to the pain, the suffering, the torment and everything else that goes along with that. And it's supernatural. You know, there ain't no way in the world we can do that without Jesus. But we have to be willing to. He will help us if we're willing to. If we're unwilling, then he'll let us go ahead and stay in it because you want to stay in it.
1: You know, misery loves company. And so um, You know, it's interesting how many people who have been betrayed and scarred will find themselves in a relationship with somebody who understands that kind of pain. Mm -hmm. And so you're together because you like you, you know, you know what that kind of hurt feels like. But here's the thing. That pain is still that fear is still back there if it's not taken care of. It's not resolved. So you can be with this person who understands that pain and you can be in a relationship, married, in love, having sex, having children, all these different things. But that unhealed, unresolved pain from that betrayal lives and it's altering your relationship. You can't Mm -hmm. even love that deep. You can't get that deep. There's a level of love that if you are operating where you've governed yourself or you have hardened yourself from pain that you felt that you can't even love like God loves. You can say that you love this person. And I'm going to tell you this, your emotions will let you think and feel whatever it is that you want to think and feel. But the depths of what, what God has and the wisdom that God has, when we are completely free to love uninhibited, you don't get there because you don't got it because you got to get whole in Christ loving Christ and um, that betrayer, that perpetrator, gotta let it, we have to let them go. Not to saying that that person, you know, you know, that person is free. They're no longer free to run in your mind anymore. They're no longer free to go before you, before you go to this job or before they're no, they're no, they're no longer free before you start a new relationship. You got to be thinking about what happened to you before every time you meet a man or a woman or it's the first date or whatever the situation might be, they no longer get to meet, go before you. God does. Amen. You say, no, you, you say you cannot, <laughs> you cannot have, you cannot have my mind today. So the, the wages of sin is death. And these are, these are my thoughts. I don't know if this is all the way biblical um, brother Dixon, but you know, I'm trying to encourage, so I'm gonna keep on. Um, the wages of sin is death. And so I think, a I think a depression is death. If you look at the symptoms and what it can do to you and the illness that can bring onto your body. And we talked about self forgiveness. It's because oftentimes we have sinned is our betrayal against our faith, against the father. So you're not whole. And we know when you're not whole, we try to do stuff that feels good. You know, it feels good drugs and alcohol and porn and social media and relationships, new stuff. Let me get something new and we buy something new. But the to- it's tormenting because it's a slow process. And so the other thing is that it breeds toxic relationships too, because that's all you know, because you can't even get that, can't get that deep. And so my encouragement is to, is, is God is always about Christ. It's always about Christ's love, Jesus Christ. I don't know how to tell you this in so many different ways, but if the way that you are going and you think you are like whole, and the real test of it is what if you just took away everything that you cope with? Take away the take away television, take away the food, <laughs> the uh, let's say this any luxury, any desserts, right? Take away the alcohol, take away the drugs, and then take away not having sex, and see where you at. See where, see how you function. See if you were able to like live and go through day to day in your life without this attachment to these things that you have, that you have found to be able to, to cope with living through your life unknowingly unconsciously as well. And I'm not saying that these things are things that are all, you know, detrimental, but I'm just saying like, I wouldn't want to do any of these things, not being whole with God. I don't want to be, I don't want to be any place outside of the will of God, And if I have anything that is going before me that I'm making, like, be my idol, my Judas, instead of Jesus, (laughs) an idol, I go, I want to get myself and I need to get myself in check. And the father will reveal those things. But we need to, you know, we got to do the work.
2: Well, you said um, Romans 6, uh, 23. For the wages of sin is death. But. But, but then it has a but.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, it a,
2: is, it a, is it a comma, butter? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is the wages of sin is death, and then it has a comma, and then it says but. And it says, but the gift of God hey. is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, and, and a lot of people love to say that scripture, the wages of sin is death, and they, they don't finish the rest of it. But it says, but it goes on and tells you about the difference between death. It said, but the gift of God is eternal life. God wants to give us eternal life. Adam had eternal life in the very beginning. God made Adam and gave him eternal life. And he told them, if you eat the fruit, you're not going to have eternal life. You're going to die. You're going to die. And so that sin created the wage of death. And he says the, that God is, uh, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. God sent Jesus to give us eternal life. John 3, 16, one of the greatest scriptures. It said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. okay. John 10 and 10 is a very uh, uh, Good scripture for people to think about Because a lot of people want to blame God for everything God is in heaven He ain't on earth He ain't doing all this stuff down here on earth In fact, all this stuff ain't happening in heaven, by the way That's why he said my will be done on earth As it is in heaven Because it ain't happening like this in heaven And one day we'll get there and we'll see But in any event, John 10 and 10 says this The thief Comes to kill steal and destroy so who's the thief the devil's the thief he comes to steal kill and destroy so all the killing all the stealing and all the destruction that you see in this world ain't from god but god get all the credit for it he get all the credit you know how come everybody died everybody gonna die we read in genesis 3 that everybody gonna die People yeah. can up and how people die and when people gonna die, but don't act like everybody ain't gonna die, okay? So everybody's gonna die, yeah. And, and, and so we want to blame God for when people die. No, everybody is playing, it's a plan for everybody to die, <laughs> everybody gotta go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Everybody has an appointment. Hebrews said that we all have appointed time of death, so you have an appointment that you won't miss, okay? So then. But the rest of that scripture, because when we read scripture, you got to read the whole scripture. Amen. It says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the person who's talking in this scripture is Jesus. So Jesus is telling us that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And then Jesus says, but I have come. To give life, not the eternal life. I have come to give life and to give it to you in abundance or more abundantly. So my will is for you to have abundant life, for you to have an abundance of life, not for killing, stealing, and destruction and theft to be a part of your life. And the devil who is the ruler of this world, not the ruler of heaven, because he got booted out of heaven to earth. He's the ruler of this world. His whole mo is theft. Have anybody had anything stolen? Okay. Killing. Have anybody have heard any killing going on? Any death that's been going on in your family with your friends and people that you know? Okay. Destruction. Has anything been destroyed, either in your life, in the world, in other places? Okay. All right. So stealing, killing and destroying. That's what he's all about. That's not of God. But God gets credit for it and get the blame for all of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, disappointment, you know, um, How do you handle disappointment will tell you a lot about yourself and disappointment comes in so many different fashions like betrayal. Um, I don't know what's happened to you. You know, I know what's happened to me. Some um, examples about disappointment is abandonment, you know, um, lies, Um, you know, there's emotional and physical and spiritual abuse and these disappointments, you know, these things that have happened to you in your life that have you know may have caused you to alter your belief you know may have altered you to you know to your to your belief and it's um and it's something to to find out if that has happened you know find out like am I you know and I'm not you know we never here try to you know preach out religion to you but there is something about reading god's word praying to god that's our you know that's our connection to god praying to him um living by faith as well and then also having a you know community of you know god-fearing folks to to encourage you um that enlightens you and i think that um these these things like disappointment and you know this abuse and all the different things that have happened on this earth and may have happened to you they you know it um, builds up into your emotional well and um and i i asked the question is it alter your faith because it then alters your ability to love freely right like to trust Mm -hmm. and if you can't trust and you're you know you have children and you want to you know can you even trust your child right and then you're just living in this, like, you're almost living in hell. Like I can't trust anybody. I can't love anybody. And you have this fear and it's, you know, you've got this whole thing that you can do it without even being in part of this podcast or being part of the, you know, the body of Christ. This is a natural way of living, but we have a savior. to so take all of these things that, you know, the way that you might be living and thinking, even your perspective, I'm telling you like, man like if you ever get a chance to sit down <laughs> with with me or just you know you listen to uh, we had a chance to talk you just find out like i have this passion about god and this like belief and this faith and this vision that's like i like i don't care about so many things on this earth and so he was telling us in, in the scripture about this eternal life maybe sometimes you got to just focus on your eternal life not this life you know i don't watch the news purposely cuz there's nothing on there that's doing anything <laughs> Bad news. That's fruitful. It's bad news. It's bad news. And so I, so I, so I, I I go. What's happening today in the eternal life? And God is good. It's perfect. You know, His his world is perfect. And how can I contribute to this eternal life, Lord? And so I want to like live and you know live in my eternal life and relationship and understand that your entire being, who you are, made in the image of Christ and made in the image of God, is this eternal being. And so, nurturing that, and getting yourself free, you know, getting yourself free and get unlearning that you need to have, and getting counseling, getting therapy. And to my brothers, I'm like, if you got a hardened heart, if you, you know, if you just are, you know, this introverted thing, you got these things that you guard. You're like, you know, ask yourself, you know, ask yourself, is this healthy? You know, and I and I want to say, you know, there's a there's reason for you to to protect yourself, though. Right, He's talked about the enemy and the enemy is lurking in all these different ways. And I don't like talk. I don't like giving the enemy my airtime, but he's real. And I say this, I say this, there is a place where we can begin, like I said, with Christ and, and God will reveal to you wisdom. But we have to do some work because we have to understand what healthy boundaries are in order to live, because this world, as he said, is Satan is the ruler of this world. And um, you're going to have troubles Right, people. We talked already about how there's going to be backstabbers. It's gonna, things are going to repeat themselves. Going to, people are going to try you again, and so understanding what a healthy boundary is—not one that's like, you know, that's full of fear—but a healthy boundary. And You have to have healthy boundaries in your communication, with your time with people, with your personal self, right? Your relationships. What are those healthy boundaries? And they're going to look different because some people have been truly, truly traumatized and God is like waiting for us to you know to have this meeting with him so that he could be glorified although all these things have happened to you you knew to still come to me because I am good and he pours into you something that in spite of all in spite of all the things that you have gone through um that he's restored you and he's gave you this life and so there's a blossoming to happen um when we you know have that right relationship with him
2: yeah. Well, uh, you brought up disappointment. Um, it, it makes me think about you only can be disappointed based upon your expectations, you know, and I always say, if you expect what God expects, then you won't be disappointed. Now there's a lot of things. Easy, I mean, I, I, I want to do something. Um, talking about easier said than done, Yeah, you know, because there's a whole lot of things easier said than done. And, and I think for our listeners and, and everyone else, you know, We've said we talked about a lot of different things and, and we talk a lot about the Lord and Jesus and Christ and, and God and that type of thing. But I want to talk about how to, because a lot of times people want to do things and they don't know how to. They don't know how to do it. OK, they don't know how to do it. And so we talked about Matthew 6:33, seeking first God. How do you seek God? How do you seek God? How do you go to God in your situation, your circumstances? How do you go to God when you feel the way you feel? How do you go to God to deal with overcoming sickness, illness, disease, uh, when you have troubles and trials and when you have things that are going on in your life that are real to you, when you've been hurt, when you've been betrayed? How do you? How to? And you always have known me to say the first thing. I do is seeking God is going to what God has provided us with, and that's his word. And a lot of people have a question about his word, interpretation of his word, understanding his word. There's a whole lot of things that that surround that. But the first place you want to start to get controversial is with his word. And so the question that you need to ask is, what does God say about it? What does God say about how I feel right now? What does God say about every situation and circumstance that you can possibly go through or that you're going through? And I would challenge anybody to come up with something that God has not had a word on. That God has not spoken about, talked about, and has an opinion about, and has a way that he would like to have you go about. Um, That's where you start. And then the second thing you brought up also today, prayer. And many people don't know how to pray. And so basically, you know, there's scripture that talks about prayer. It kind of gives you some elements of prayer. You know, there's prayer before the cross and prayer after the cross. People got to rightly divide prayer also. How do you pray? And Jesus said that up until now, before me, you did not pray in my name. When Jesus came, we pray in the name of Jesus, because Jesus gives us the power and authority to have our prayers answered. Amen. And so I tell people that you know, you, you, you're OK if you pray the word of God. Know the word of God to be able to pray the word of God, because you can use God's word against them. Well, God, you said. Yeah. Okay. I love to say what God said. To him. You said to be for me to be anxious for nothing. You told me not to worry about anything. You told me that that I, I, I cannot be afraid. That I should not be afraid. You told me to cast all my fears upon you. You told me to think like this. You told me I need to have my mind on this. I need to have my mind on that. The things of you. You've told me all these types of things. So those are the prayers that I pray. Is I pray those things that he have said in his word about any topic any subject or any situation I go to what his word says and then I pray that so that's the how to yeah but most people when they don't have a person sitting right in front of them they don't believe that God in in the form of Jesus Christ is sitting right in front of them then they don't believe in trust in prayer and they don't believe and trust in trusting God because they don't see God
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Yeah, so that's a that's a deep work. Um, you know, if you want to get if you want to get healed and you wanna, you know, uh there's no I'm not not suggesting something perfect for you. Um, like a this perfect life, I should say. That what there's not gonna be trouble, but um life with God is like no other relation. No other it's life. Much
2: better than life without and God. Yeah. So he, he, yeah, just it's
1: keep kinda, it simple. Yeah, life yeah. with God is better than life without God. You ever been someplace and they ain't put no salt in the food? <laughs> <laughs> he no said flavor. He salt. We wasn't, wasn't, no flavor at all. So if you want a flavorful life, have one with Christ. And uh, you know, and don't be fooled by you know, don't be fooled by this world because they gotta stick it like we need all these other things that are tricks, and all these tricks will keep us, you know, in darkness. So um, brother Dixon, we're gonna we gonna get into um this next part where we head out, we got another event. We have, uh, the church gathering, um, August, August 12th. It's an all church summer gathering. Everybody is welcome. Everybody. And, hey, uh, everybody. And we gonna we got some good food. You know what I mean? We got some good food. I think we had to make, make a slight adjustment recently. We were going to have catfish, but we, we made a substitute. I won't tell you what it is. So you got to come and see, um, it's going to be at a Rinko park from 11 to three. Um, this is a time to just come on out, hang out. If you don't go to church um, and you've been thinking about going to church, you still kind of on the fence, come hang out with some church folk at the park and have have some food. You know what I mean? It's going to be a good time. We also got a DJ. Um, I really like this DJ. This DJ uh, plays my, my kind of music and mm-hmm. uh, he plays music for everybody. And um, it's um, going to be from 11, 11 to three. Um, again food beverages um there's also gonna be things for the kids and so we have um some stations for some some water events and a lot of fun activities i don't want to tell you everything but there's gonna be fun activities and also for the elders uh we've got space for you games and things that you know for the elders to play but i want everybody to know this is um this is for everybody i don't care what you look like we want you to come through and um and if anybody is still stuck in the pandemic and you know, looking for a place to go and it's free. Um, come out, come on out um, on August twelfth, eleven to three at Arinco Park. It's going to be in Hillsboro. The address is on the screen: seven seven one zero zero Northeast Birch Street. And um, this is a uh, this is always a good time. I know I'm gonna be busy. I know that we also when the DJ plays, we also have um, dancing maybe happening. Somebody might be somebody might be dancing, and I'm trying to see. Brother Dixon dance like David because he said he he said he could dance like
2: David. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think last year we got the slide. We got some slides going on, you know. So we had we had a couple of slides where we had all the little tiny kids all the way up until the elders. You know, we had everybody on, on the dance floor, you know. So so uh, it was great to see the range of of the little kids, the toddlers. I mean, he was even toddlers out there, you know, knowing how to do the slide, you know, and. And then we had some elderly people that was had their canes and and, and had their, their rockers and everything else. They was out there sliding, you know, okay. so, you know, so th- that means that it that, that covers everybody. So we need to have everybody come out and have some food, fellowship and fun. I call it the three F's, food, fellowship and fun. So if you are a person that's sour faced and sour, you know, you if you want to come and get some fun and and smile and and have that's the place where you need to come. You need to come. So we just need to have everybody come out and and, and love on you. You know, we, we we're not gonna be scared of you if you if you if you frowning, you know, we're gonna make you laugh, you know. So come on out.
1: Oh yeah, we're gonna play bones and all that stuff too. We get down. Um we're gonna we're gonna be getting out. I'm gonna ask the um, uh, moderator to put up that, that scripture. And we're gonna so yeah, we have um proverbs three five and six this is uh the carter family you know family verse that uh my father has uh given us it's i'm glad to see you know brother dixon say it's his favorite as well but uh trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path I uh encourage us all to just take some time meditating on this verse and a verse in the Bible that encourages you to um, to be more vulnerable to God, more vulnerable to the love of God and what He would have for you to do. Um, you know and and there's a a battle between your understanding and His understanding. And so uh, the only way to do that for us to really get you know close to what God has to say is that we have to submit you know to Him. Um, our, you know, our pain, um, betrayal is a hurtful, you know, a hurtful thing that will, um, uh, just make your, your life can make your life miserable for a long time. But there is, there is an answer and it's not just, you know, I don't want to give you a cupcake answer, but there is a part for us to let it go and to, and to release and to ask for the father to, um you know, to come in and to, to take these things away and to give it to him. And also just to know that you have been, you have been saved. You have been, you have been uh, freed from this and it does no longer have to live in your family and you don't have to be living in a way where it's transferring to your children. Right. Cause the way that you live with that portrayal and fear and worry that you can be free from that and you could be a, you know, a, um, a true, more whole um, person in Christ. Any last words, Brother Dixon?
2: Oh, yeah. You know, I think I think you summed it up pretty good. Um, you know, no matter what happens in life, we are going to suffer trials and tribulations and go through things. Okay? So, it, you know, coming to Christ don't mean that you ain't going to ever have no troubles and that right. you're not going to experience issues, that you're not going to experience sickness, uh, illness, and disease. And and as I said earlier on, we all going to die. So... It's all about how you live your life and who you live your life with. Do you live your life with Christ or you live your life without Christ? And when you don't believe that there is a Christ to live your life with, then you live in your life without Christ. And I'm saying you are living it naturally. Uh, I, I'm daring to say that you live with Christ supernaturally. And so now one of the most important supernatural powers that you can possibly have in life is peace peace. In other words, you can go through life while all the storms and all the trials and all the tribulations are going on. You can be at peace. You can be at peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding is the peace that you want. You want the peace that Jesus gives you to deal with life issues and troubles. And that uh, so that's the kind of life we want everyone to have. To overcome all these issues that we go through, and particularly betrayal, disappointment, backstabbing, and on all the disappointments that we experience dealing with people. Hey. That, that's inevitable to happen.
1: Hey, amen. Amen. And I uh, just want to leave you all with make sure you're following us on the social medias. We're on Instagram, Mid of Encouragement. We appreciate those We're all you're following. If you're following us on YouTube and Facebook, we appreciate you. If you haven't yet to do that, please follow us. At the, Follow us on those platforms. And then we're also streaming on all the uh, streaming platforms like your Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, um, and Audible. Uh, You can find us everywhere. And um, we also are just... Really glad to be here. We thank you all for tuning in and and, um, and listening. If you're listening to this on Spotify and on streaming platforms, we appreciate you as well. And we look forward to um, encouraging you and, and meeting with you and connecting with you again soon. God bless and we'll Go in peace. And we hope that you would go in peace as well. Peace.
0: Peace.